sit back and get ready to take off with Dynamic Golf. Hey, Sean, for our uh, 10th episode, who do we have this week? Oh, this one's going to be a good one, T-Mac. Uh, I've, been, I've been excited to get this person on here. Um, her name is Abby Merkel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the owner and operator of AM Design and Services, basically a social media platform company. But um, I think when we talk to her, she does a lot of different things, too. You know, yeah. It's not just social media. She does websites. She does uh, signage. Um, you know, it'd just be great to kind of get her perspective in our world, right? The golf industry world. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to it. I think it should be a great episode and very informational for our yeah. for our listeners. I'm really excited about it. Yep. So let's get ready to it. Let's go. Let's go enjoy it. Exactly. So, all right. So let's get going here. So welcome, everybody. Welcome to Dynamic uh, Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tim McElvana, uh, owner and operator, SwingTheoryGolf.com. With me is my co-host, Sean Klotz. Hey, golfers. How you doing? Uh, owner and operator of One Stop Golf Club in Wesley Chapel. And we are excited, Tim, to have a special guest today. We got uh, Abby Merkel. Uh, mm-hmm. She's the president and owner of AM Design and Services. And uh, one of my good friends and really just a person who I've relied on the last couple of years in my business. So, Abby, welcome. Welcome. Thanks. So, um, first starting off, um, I, I've got a few questions here for you, and I'm really excited about the social media side. I think, I think that uh, golf professionals need to get involved in the social media side of it. Their branding, uh, the PJ really harps on that about branding and logoing. Um, so my first question to you would be, uh, can you share some insights on the importance of branding and how it impacts the company's presence on social media? Yeah, well, it's not even just social media, but I know we're talking a lot about social media today. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, branding and visual identity is huge uh, with any business owner, large or small, um, because it gives uh, that uh, visibility a consumer uh, or a potential customer um, who you are, what you're about, um, and they can begin to identify you when they see your business collateral, you on social media, your website, wherever you are advertising or marketing your business. Mm-hmm. And, um, and especially with social media, making sure that you have a logo, not even just for your profile picture, uh, and your cover image, but also to watermark any videos mm-hmm. or images that are taken specific to either you doing, um, you know, any videos, any how-tos, tutorials, uh, and even um, just pictures that you're taking maybe of your course, of your products, of whatever. Um, because people like me in the advertising world will feel things. Um, and you don't want the things that you have worked hard on to be taken by other people and used as their own. Gotcha. So wa- watermarking is basically an industry standard to kind of keep it copyrighted, for lack of a yeah. better term. Does that make sense? That's correct, yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Great. Great. Um, so one of my questions, Abby, and, and I've got a million is just as well as Tim does, too. I feel like I feel like we're on a TED Talks right now or yeah. like on a master class <laughs> yeah. right now with Abby Merkel. That's yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like I said, excited to have you. Um, you've been such a, a help over the last three years with my business. And as we've transitioned from one stop golf shop down in Valrico uh, to one stop golf club up in Wesley Chapel and also at Links of Lake Bernadette now, too. So just the, uh, you know, kind of the variety of what you do, um, I think. 
I, I don't know if I'm your first golf specific client, but I know you've had a bunch of other clients and maybe talk a little bit kind of like the chamber of commerce that you do in Valrico and, and also a little bit of background, but I, I don't really, I didn't, um, Wikipedia, like you probably like Tim did. Uh, I did. Yeah, I definitely went to it. So, but kind of. The, I don't think I have a wiki page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but kind of how you got to where you're doing, what you're doing, because I know you did some sales in the past, and that's not a very good description of what you did. So, tell us kind of how you got here over the past 15, 20 years, whatever. Yeah. Okay, well, twenty makes me really old. <laughs> no, you're you're <laughs> so, thirty nine, and you were started when you were nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Good. Um, no, so my, just a real quick, my background is uh, corporate uh, retail advertising. I spent many years in the grocery and furniture industry. Um, and I always said when I was in college, because I went to college for uh, advertising. That's where I had just the best, always been where my, my love has been. Okay. And I always said I wanted to be the client. I didn't want to have clients. Well, okay. <laughs> fast forward, yeah. <laughs> now that's what I do. But I guess that's the difference. I actually have my own creative studio. So I do have those clients now that I, I love to help clients just like you. Um, and yeah, you are my first golfing client, but I was born and raised on the golf course. So I know golf. Yeah, right. <laughs> I played on my high school golf team, you know, so I definitely, I, you know, I've enjoyed helping uh, you with the golf industry because that's, you know, one of my, my go-tos. Um, and I love sports. So, By the um, way, if you have a scramble team, Tim? You want Abby? Okay. I'll yeah. be giving you a call, Abby. <laughs> you may not want her for individual stroke play, but for scramble? Yeah, she's definitely your girl. for it. Yes, Good. exactly. Sorry. Sorry no, man. that's great. I do, have, I do have a mean drive. Yes. Correct. That's great. Not perfect, though. No. As everybody in the golfing industry knows that's, no one is perfect. That's correct. Um, but no, I don't just help you know the sports industry at all. I have a very wide variety of uh, clients that I help. I help CPAs. I've helped uh, attorneys. I've helped restaurants. Um, people in the sports industry. I have a baseball um, academy down in South Tampa that I help. But a lot of the um, the relationships uh, that I've built and clientele that I've uh, I've been able to acquire over the last probably uh, seven years have been through a local chamber of commerce. Okay. Um, it's a smaller chamber, but it's a very um, uh, a very close knit. I wouldn't say clicky because that's not the right right word. It's okay. very close knit. <laughs> but they will um, work well together. Very right? active though. Very down. much so. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And it, it the, the chamber has been amazing not only for my business but also in giving back whatever time that I have. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from my business um, because I served on the board. I'm also an ambassador for the chamber now. Um, but I just I feel that there's a lot of help. Um, just in growth with the chambers and, you know, wherever anyone is, um, I would definitely recommend um, joining a local chamber if you have one, for sure, because it helps just spread the word about what you do as a business um, and how you can help other people with whatever it is that you do. 
how did you, I mean, with the chamber, what, what kind of started your interest in that? I mean, for, you know, just seven years ago, were you just kind of introduced to it or is it something that you kind of came up with on your own or, or what kind of, kind of got you involved with the chamber? Yeah, I was introduced. I have, um, a friend, um, my husband and I coached their, uh, son in little league baseball. Yep. I did that too. Okay. (laughs) Um, so, but yeah, um, and so she owns, uh, she's the owner and editor of a local paper here, and, um, she told me about the chamber. I went, and it was fairly inexpensive. This one is. There's some that are very expensive, but this one just kind of fit for me, um, as a business owner and kind of just starting my business. You know, I didn't have a lot of income, so I needed to be able to find something that fit my budget and gotcha. I've just kind of stuck with them and, and like I said it's a great group of business owners there it's not like um, there are some chambers that are very you know there's larger corporations that are involved this mm-hmm. one there's there's a few but not very many it's mostly mom and pop smaller businesses that are involved in this chamber I think part of that too, Abby. So I've been in the Rotary up in Zephyr Hills for basically about 12 years. And um, I think part of it from the small business side, we're going to get into more of the social media side and bigger, bigger branding. But mm-hmm. it's it's like you said, to, to kind of have the hometown presence, um, it does allow you to meet business people. In, in Rotary, it's, it's specifically not like you're not supposed to bring your business card in. You're not supposed to specifically network, but obviously you do, yeah. right? It's supposed to be about the world mission and the local mission. But I think the point for the businesses maybe listening is just get involved in something. Yeah. You can give back yeah. in so many different ways. I know the chamber has a good, you know, has some good give backs to the community type of thing. And I think that's, it, it, it's, it's a passion. It's almost like, I will say, it's kind of like when you go to church and give, it's like you get more out of, doing the food drive than you do putting the $20 in the basket. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, very much so. And I'm, I'm also involved in my uh, youngest son's high school athletic booster club. Yep. And I've been able to not only help the student athletes there, but also um, be able to contribute my design work in things that we do as well. Okay. So. Um, I don't get paid for it, but I definitely yep. get acknowledged for it, and I've met quite a few people for that too. So, yeah. whatever, get involved, yeah. There's a big bird going by. Was, yeah, we, it's we, our little outdoor nature session we got right it. now. You're on the back porch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's always part of it. We don't like to be in a studio. We like to be in nature. So we we hear some golf carts every once in a while, some people yelling at each other. But yeah, anyways, it's, it's fun. Back to the business. So, um, Abby, uh, my second question to you. Uh, what are some effective strategies and techniques that you've used successfully to build and grow your social media platform businesses? I think we've kind of touched on a few of those, but what are some of the, the techniques and strategies that you're implementing? Um, so in, in regards to building my business in what I do, mm-hmm. yes, that, ma'am. That correct? Okay. Um, so with, uh, you know, obviously networking is huge word of mouth. Um, uh, when I've done something or anything, cause social media isn't the only thing I do. I, I'm, yeah. you know, I do graphic design work as well. So I'm doing logos, I'm doing business collateral and of all kinds. And I tell people I can do anything as small as a newspaper ad all the way to the side of a billboard or the side of a semi-truck or even an outdoor board. Mm-hmm. But um, with social media in particular, um, I do workshops. Um, and 
I think just being able to be that expert in what I do, present myself as that expert, I think people have been able to, um, I guess, to, to really develop the, to know that I have the knowledge in the background to be able to do what I say. Gotcha. And and be able to help them be successful because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help other businesses grow, and and so I think just being able to demonstrate my knowledge, I think, is is a huge huge factor. And I think that goes with any type of business, whether it's in the golf industry or in the financial industry, anything. Wherever you can become the expert. Mm-hmm. And and portray that on social media and whatever you do, I think is is huge. I'm going to try to ask this question positively, but I got a lot of <laughs> negative thoughts when I ask it. So <laughs> here's where I'm going. Tim and I, you know, we we kind of talk about this on on podcast and off podcast. Um, how many people last five years? Let's just go with that. Last five years, how many people come to us for a golf lesson and say? I saw on YouTube this guy who's telling me to do it this way, and it's different than the way you're telling me to do it, right? Like the influence of YouTube yeah. and any and whatever it doesn't matter TikTok. Instagram, yeah, yeah, all of it. Like just what and then before five years ago, it was my buddy on Sunday morning told me I was lifting my head up, right? Oh, yeah. And and even though that guy, that guy can't break a hundred, it doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> so question being like the is do you get i'm going to use the word pushback or or are you kind of you know viewed as the hey i am the professional i am the expert in the field or do people still even question you on some of the strategies that you use i do not know everything yep sorry i mean and and really no one does um but i think a lot of people will come to me and ask questions but um they also know other people too and and like you said, you know, everybody has their own ways of doing things. I have my own way, and it's different from somebody else who does the exact same thing I do. Um, as long as a someone is able to get the results they want, um, you know, I, I don't have a problem if somebody feels more comfortable in doing something with somebody else that does what I do. Right. Um, but I <clears throat> am always ready to help answer questions if i mean i've got i've got one friend who's um a business owner here locally who uses somebody else for her business's social media but she'll ask me questions not to question that person but just because something's come up and she doesn't want to bother them or you know i'm readily a little maybe a little bit more readily available at that time so um you know i again i'm People come to me because I am the expert, but I'm not, and I'm the first to tell you I don't know everything. Right. Because especially in the world of social media, everything is constantly changing. Yeah, absolutely, yep. absolutely. So, I got more. If you got, yeah, more. you yeah. want me to keep going? Okay. <laughs> um, so when I so when you go through the PGA uh, um, certification, you go through three levels of, of PGA work. Basically, you go to three different seminars basically over like a two and a half year time frame. Some people take five years to take it to, to finish it, but it Some. should be, it should, <laughs> Some. I didn't say anything T-Mac, don't <laughs> worry. Um, but it should take around two, two, you know, two to three years. But, but one of my first instructors, we'll call it, um, he said to me, or he said to the class, 
He said, this is the question you're going to get constantly in the pro shop. And I'm sure, Abby, you get this question. It is the member comes up to you and says, hey, do you got a second where you can talk to me about my golf swing? I'm slicing it. It's coming over the top, whatever something's happening. Mm -hmm. Do you got a couple minutes? And the guy said, look at your watch. Tell him, sure, every minute is $5. (laughs) And if you want five minutes, here's $25. Like, right? So it's that bridge. And we do it all the time, too. We still give away, you know, quote, unquote, free information. Um, We're doing it on the YouTube and, and on YouTube channels and in Instagram posts just to try to promote the businesses that we own currently, mm-hmm. right? But then there is I mean, where I'm leading to it is the okay now how do we monetize and that's the probably the ultimate question you get asked quite a bit. Yeah. How do you monetize your social media and, and maybe share with audience sort of some of the strategies? That, okay, great, you've got good content, but how do you go from free to maybe monetizing mm-hmm. that and becoming Rick Shields or TXG or some of these guys that have huge huge followings? Correct. So no pressure, Abby. We're taking notes. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. <clears throat> well. Um, so you know, every every business is going to be different um, based on what they do and what they can offer. Oh yeah, I definitely give too much free information. Yeah. Um, but to monetize these days, it's obviously you're in the world of of youtube of instagram TikTok. obviously the more followers you have the the better off it's going to be financially down the road but you have to work your ass off to get that going and and keep it up okay um so really it's okay what expertise do you have do you have the ability to potentially put what you do into written form to write a book. Okay. Um, maybe it's an audio book. Maybe it's a, a video book. Maybe it's, or, you know, video. It's, you know, what is going to be the best vehicle to get what you have out there? Um, are there workshops? Um, you know, there's these whole, you know, these funnels. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have heard the, the word about, you know, funnel, which is giving somebody a nugget for free. And okay. then when they grab a hold of that, they then are offered something for a financial, um, it's a little bit bigger of a nugget, and that's okay. maybe, I don't know, you know, maybe something less than $30, and it's right. giving them a little bit more. And then you give them maybe a master class, or it's a live workshop to where you can actually do Q&A. Okay. Um, and those types of things are evergreen. Um, and evergreen is basically something that you don't actually have to sit there and do on a daily basis. It's doing it on its own and making the money, you know, that way. Um, so that's, that's kind of how you do that. Yeah. I think in, in the golf world, there's some people that we follow instructors and, and T Mac and I talk and not arrogantly, like we just say they have better social media people than we do, or they have better production teams than we do. Better advertising department, for sure. You know, more, more money, you know, backing them. But the, the content, again, almost like you said about yourself, like the content might be slightly different than what we would maybe tell a golfer. Maybe it's not, maybe it's the same thing that we're telling golfers. Yeah. But, um, that point of, uh, basically, 
I see that where they give the nugget and they have the little um, not header but the on the bottom of the of the post it says hey you know click here if you want more information type of thing mm -hmm. and then it yeah. opens up the library of you know okay we're going to give you the book of Genesis now and then we're going to give you the entire Bible well, later. afterwards yeah <laughs> right <laughs> kind of yeah. the idea right I mean that's kind of what it seems like yeah yeah <clears throat> and every like I said everything's everybody's going to be different and I think it's how you're going to set yourself apart, what makes you different than the next person that does the same thing you do. Right. right. Yep. That's why you we know, started. Maybe it's your personality. Maybe it's your delivery of whatever it is that you're doing or you're trying to demonstrate or show or talk about. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. There's branding and even in the social media, like there's a uh, instructor, his name is George Gankus and out in California. Yes. And he's super well known. Um, really technical with some of his instruction, but probably haven't seen a video of him without shorts and without sandals. Like that's his, it's his stick. Yeah. He's got yeah. uh, sweaties on yep. and, and yep. some shorts. Yeah. And, yep. and he's like teaching this. it like this, you know, beat up driving range. You would never think that he's, that he's this. And, and again, super analytical mind. Great. You know, he's got a couple guys actually on tour that he's kind of worked with, which is yeah. also in our world, by the way, that's how you do kind of like, you know, I'm 52, so I've kind of got like this um, this generation of, of David Ledbetter was one of the teachers back in the 80s, 90s who had, he just started having a stable of golfers. Uh, yeah. you know? And it's a little bit of luck. It's a little bit of, hey, you are talented, but you do find Nick Faldo or Jordan Nick Spieth. Price. Yeah, you just yeah. find a certain, uh, um, what's up, Haney. Um, Hank Haney. Hank Haney, yep. And Butch Harmon. Butch Harmon was kind of tiger's teacher for a little bit and as soon as you get that tag on you you're you're you know you're 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 good from now you're all made. of a sudden your word is made yeah is, is more important so yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think there's a lot of that to that so that's that's luck and timing right there right <clears throat> luck and timing yep um so abby i would kind of ask the question um you know what is what is kind of some good ways to to gather followers is it through video is it through audio like podcasting that we're doing here um, what do you kind of find is, is reaching the most people out there in the media that we can get into, I guess, would be my question to you. So, obviously, well, not obviously to everybody, but it's <laughs> 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 the obvious yeah. um, that video is king right now. Okay. Um, with the world of YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram Reels, even Facebook Reels, um, there's been some discussion though because when instagram started it was very image driven it was photography mm -hmm. and now to compete with the TikTok and the youtube of the world um they've definitely leaned more heavily on their reels and stories and videos yeah those have been big um but they're they're finding that there's this so much of it now that they're actually wanting to try and drive it back more towards the still photography type stuff. Hmm. But that doesn't mean you don't do video. You should be doing video and I mean you can take a video on your phone. Everybody's got, you know, the latest and greatest anymore in the way of a phone. Yeah, those cameras are <laughs> you nice. could do a video on your phone and share it on TikTok if you have a TikTok account. If you are on Instagram, you can share it to your reels and to your stories. You can post them as well, um, you know, on Facebook. You can share it on YouTube. Um, again, it's <clears throat> um, on social media, which YouTube is not considered social media. 
as much as people think it is, and neither is Pinterest. If you guys even know what Pinterest is, it's yep. more mm-hmm. sure. it's, it's more female. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, those two platforms, Pinterest and and, and um, YouTube, are not uh, social media platforms. They're actually SEO, search okay. engine optimization. Okay, uh, where that all leads somebody back to websites. And so to have, if you're on social media, great, but you need to have whatever you can in the way of, of SEO. Um, you know, if you're on YouTube and you're doing videos on instruction or of whatever kind, mm-hmm. make sure you're using keywords um, okay. on, on your posts. On your on your videos and stuff when you're preparing everything before uploading. And what would be some keywords that we would kind of look for? Maybe in the golf industry, I guess I would say. I mean, golf. No. Uh, golfer. I mean, anything that that video is about, whether it's the golf swing, if it's um, you know driving, uh, putting, short game, yes. uh, okay. golf ball. Uh, golf course, you know, anything there's, there's ways you can actually search, you can Google search keywords for golf instructor okay. and uh, you can find um, hashtags, keywords um, with you know, for that particular subject, so you anywhere, anymore, you can Google anything, yeah. um, and you can Google those types of things and be able to implement those um, in your posts on the back end of your videos and stuff like that. Okay. Is there still a, um, I'm going to use the word classification, but like, is there still segmentations for age groups, meaning my daughters, 23, 21, 18, would probably don't use Facebook as much as, you know, my generation or whatever? They're more, yes. yeah, it, and then even TikTok and just a little bit of kind of give me give us the breakdown of so who's using X, who's using Facebook, Instagram, yeah. what you know, whatever the other generational yeah, breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have it because I I definitely use it in some of my workshops. Um, so we'll we'll start with the oldest and, and yeah. greatest ones, right? Yeah. Um, the baby boomers. Um, they're typically fifty five plus. Um, they're going to be um, very much on Facebook. They're using it pretty much 90% wow. plus of the time. Okay. Um, and they're very much driven to be um, uh, brand loyalists. Um, so they, you know, Facebook, other than like MySpace, back before <laughs> Facebook started. You're dating yourself Facebook, now. Go ahead. I'm not. I just heard about <laughs> I it. I know. There you go. You read um, an encyclopedia. You read about it. Good job. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> no, but Facebook was kind of like the OG in the world of social media. And yeah. so that's where they're going to, they, they learn Facebook and they're going to stay with Facebook. Okay. Um, yeah. Some will venture out, but that's, that's you know, few and far between. But uh, Gen X, um, they're 35 to 54. They're going to be on Facebook, but they're going to be more on Instagram um, and TikTok. Um, even though TikTok's the newest line out there yeah. um, in the way of the majors, uh, but they're you know everybody's on TikTok anymore. Right. Um, but JetX is Facebook, Instagram, and uh, millennials, which are the eighteen to thirty-four year olds, 
they're going to be on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, um, and then Gen Z, which is under 18. They're going to be on TikTok mostly. Um, kids always use Snapchat because they like to take a picture of a quadrant of their face and post it to their friends. Okay. Um, you know, whatever. But, but I would say that um, you need to take a look at who you're targeting. Yep. and figure out where you need to be. <clears throat> LinkedIn is another one. LinkedIn is yeah. going to be anybody who's, you know, in business. So I would say baby boomers, probably the younger of the baby boomers, Gen X, and maybe the older millennial, older side of the millennials are on LinkedIn. So you really need to take a look at who you want to target, who your prime customer is, and make sure that you're on those now i didn't mention twitter or these days it's x, x right? yeah. um that is actually really good especially if you are in the sports industry um because it's heavy in sports and entertainment uh is is where the the twitter slash x tends to tend to everybody be like with my boys both play baseball and all of the scouting and all of the discussion gets done on Twitter. Um, so I would say make sure that if you're in the golf industry, you're on Twitter as well. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. That's great, good to great know. Great breakdown there. Yeah. 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 So. Um, I guess, uh, I, you know, you kind of answered most of my questions there, but I guess uh, what I, the last one <laughs> I would kind of answer is, or ask is, um, can you provide some tips and advice for businesses or individuals looking to enhance their social media presence and make a more impactful uh, presence? I think you've kind of touched on that quite a bit here. Um, but, you know, any, you know, is there any, I guess, you know, things that you kind of do with the videos or things that, that really kind of stand out that, you know, make it, you know, well known that, Hey, there I am, here I am. Is, look at me. Isn't a big part of it just being consistent with it. Isn't that like maybe one of the top five rules or something? Yeah, definitely being consistent. Um, I mean, if you're doing how to videos, uh, you know, maybe doing those once a week on a particular day, um, you know, those types of things. But I would say the biggest, one of the big questions that I'm always asked is how often should we be posting? Oh yeah. Um, it depends on your industry, where you are, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I, I used to always say you have to be on there every single day because you don't know when somebody's on social media. Right. And you right. want to make sure you're getting whoever, whenever they're out there. But it's not feasible for everybody to do. So my recommendation these days is you need to be on social media. You need to be doing posts consistently three days a week at least if you can do more great do you need to be out there every hour on the hour doing posts no um but i again it depends on your business i would say though three days a week at least and just a post each of those days how about, um, go ahead sorry <laughs> go ahead uh how about responding back to people i, I see that yeah, a lot yeah. in, in our stuff that um, and, and I, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I always preface my questions. It's funny, <laughs> but, um, so from the Google review part of the world, from the golf course perspective, um, and, and even like, you know, in, in lessons we get maybe 
somebody will maybe do a review on us, but we're we're a one man operation, kind of small or whatever. Yeah, I'll get some reviews of the of the golf club, you know, one stop golf club. Um, people like it and that type of thing. But from the golf course perspective, Tim's worked at a golf course since he was. 18 in various fact, you know, fashions and, and kind of back and forth. And I've been at a golf course since I was 13. So my, my long-winded question is Google reviews are challenging because one day I can have a review of the golf courses in the best shape ever, the hot dogs were great, the greens were perfect, the starter was friendly, and then the same, golf, same day it's the complete opposite – Staff was miserable. The carts didn't run. The greens are yeah, you slow. Get one grumpy man on there. You know, so it's hard, it's hard to like respond in earnest. I'll say from the business owner side, and I'm the manager, not the business owner, but still mm-hmm. from the owner side of the of Lake Bernadette to, you know, I guess you should still respond, but it's hard to bite your lip sometimes. Maybe you point to that. Yeah. So um, uh, just to just to do a quick uh, sidebar to get to this. Uh, answer for you. Um, so I worked for a furniture company and they're um, predominantly in the Southeast. Um, and the name of the company was the family that founded the company, their last name. Okay. 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 It's Badcock Furniture. Okay. So, okay. Everybody has their little, little wheels going in their heads with that. Well, I helped start the the, fam, the company's Facebook page back when I worked with them. Okay. And all of the executives were, oh my gosh, you know, we're, we can't do this. We're afraid. You know, not only is this the name going to create stir, but what if we get a bad review? What's going on? I'm sitting there going, okay, then you address it. You yep. acknowledge it. You mm-hmm. try and resolve it. So, you know, the, so even back you know, 20 years ago, still holds true today. It's you reply to the good ones, you reply to the bad ones. The good ones, you're saying thank you so much for taking your t- taking the time to leave a review. We appreciate it. I mean, there's times where if somebody leaves a three or a four, three is still considered decent, but you'd rather have a four or five. Okay, you're asking them. Okay, you left me a three or a four, and you left me a great review. How no. can we make it a five? Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, so you always want to show that you're trying to improve. If it's a bad review, then you're going, I am sorry that you've had the experience you've had um, with whatever. I don't even care if they've said your food sucks or, <laughs> you know, the service was horrible, whatever the case might be. You're like, I'm sorry this happened what you know please give us a call we'd love to talk to you see how we can make it right um you're typically when somebody leaves a bad review they're in the heat of the moment and they just want to get it off their chest they're more than likely not going to reply or call you after your reply to them right it's kind of the water and they got it out there and because they feel a little embarrassed about it i guess (laughs) No, I don't think they do, you know, because they probably do it everywhere they go. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. But yeah. honestly, I think it's, you know, and it shows that you're human as a business or an individual that there's going to be hiccups. It just, it shows that you're human and it shows that you're trying to help rectify the situation. Gotcha. And, 
there are, you know, and, and if you have one bad review and everything else has been good, people are going to be smart enough to know that that person is probably just, they had a bad day. Yeah. Or yeah. they're just always like that. <laughs> Yep. Gotcha. Yep. So kill them with kindness is basically yep. the... Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if it's that bad and you feel that agitated or angry at that particular time, mm-hmm. walk away. And and we always had coaches say, you don't confront us. If you're a, a, a ticked off parent, you come back to us in 24 hours or 48 hours. You okay. do the same with this review. You're going to step away filter out that aggression that you probably had towards that person yeah the, the emotion that's that's yeah. running through you yep but and then you just and then you come back and you are as politically correct as you can right um because bad reviews can do damage but if if it's just one then you're okay but if there's multiples about the same situation yeah. then you need to look at what's going yeah, on yeah we need to fix the hot dogs or whatever absolutely what it, yeah. whatever it may <laughs> exactly. be absolutely yeah. time to um, start get to work and then then just to make it the positive again kind of business gro- growth side the reason that you're doing that as the owner is to show the consumer who is googling you ch- checking out your reviews whatever that you do care right i mean that's kind of that's why they're going to come to your golf course or your your business or whatever because you have taken the time as a small business owner to hey respond back and that's why you're not just ignoring them yes yeah 100 percent. and i told that um there's been six times with some of my clients they're like well how am i going to get google reviews um you know I, because i'm telling people now don't get facebook reviews um because there's bots out there and i know i'm taking it to the next level here but there's bots now that look for keywords, and when people leave reviews, they come in and they just go off on some random tangent that has nothing to do with either your business or what you do. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So Google reviews, you have to have. You need to have to validate not only your business with Google, but with other people doing searches. And what you can do, um, this is another nugget for people, is if you've got customers or clients that you know will leave a review, send them a message, whether it's an email or Facebook message, Instagram, you know, whatever. If you ever and give them maybe um, um, some, uh, some keywords, like, did you leave me a review regarding your um, your experience during our lesson today and what maybe you might, one thing you might have learned today. And okay. then that way they're being specific to a review that you're looking for. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So we're not writing it for them. No, <laughs> no. But we're, <laughs> we're guiding, guiding them. Guiding them, each other. Yeah, you're giving them the subject line that you kind of want them to talk about. Gotcha. Okay. Good. So, Abby, another question I would ask, and I, I think this is kind of a, a big topic right now, is AI with social media and, and other things. Have you seen the emergence of that coming on in, and, and what are some fears and, and maybe some good things that are coming out of that? Could you touch yeah, on that? Yeah, well, my world, I definitely fear it. <laughs> okay. Because it, it can take over everything that I do. Yeah. But yeah. it's all in what I choose to do with it. I use it. Mm-hmm. I don't use it for everything, but I use it as ideas. Like I'll use ChatGPT 
I don't really use Mid Journey or Dolly Three. Those two last things are more image uh, image, image creators. Okay. Uh, but ChatGPT will help come up with ideas for my social posts or blog posts or whatever it is that I'm working on, mm-hmm. and then I rewrite or add to or whatever the case might be to make it more of my voice or my client's voice. Um, so it's all in how you embrace it yeah. Um, rather than, you know, doing the whole cross finger sign at it um, <laughs> yeah. away, you know, because yeah. it's going to, it's going to not be going anywhere. Now is, you know, change. Oh yeah. It'll change. You can train chat GPT. Um, if you're using it for your business and um, how it's all in how you put the information in mm-hmm. and all as descriptive as you can be at what you're really wanting to get from it, it will give to you. Yeah, oh, interesting. Yeah. It's, wow. it's very interesting. It's, it's scary. Very scary. <laughs> Yeah. But I think it's like anything else, yeah. you know, kind of like the emergence of the internet or the yeah. car. Right. I mean, it would, everybody yeah. thought the end of the world was going to come with right. it. But, you know, we have to adapt to the change and, and see. But yep. you're right. There is a lot of things to be fearful for. But there's also a lot of things, I think, to be excited about, too. You know, yeah. so China's not taking over yet. They're coming. That's <laughs> that's all another podcast. <laughs> anyways, hey, um, I just, uh, again, want to tell the audience how uh, how helpful you are as a um, as a resource um i really appreciate what you've done over the last three and a half years with us look forward to the future i know tmac was excited to meet you yeah this and, is great and uh really helpful and and give us your little elevator speech if people want to get in touch with you or yeah or you know you know tell us tell us about your business and where to find you basically yeah definitely so um again my name is abby Merkel, and the business is am design and services and you can find me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest. Um, you can find me on those social media platforms. Um, I, my website is uh, amdesignservice.com. Okay. And uh, you can definitely uh, message me. And if you have any questions, if you want to do um, a discovery to see how I possibly help you or your business. Great, great. And I just want to... Great. I just wanted to put in the last little part there that you are a USF grad. Is that correct? I am. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. I graduated (laughs) in class of 13, so we've got to get a University of Tampa guy on here for Sean. There you go. Exactly. Hey, once again, Abby, thank you so much for joining us. I uh, really had a good time with you, and uh, maybe we'll do this again in the future, talk, because we know that social media is changing every every day. Every day, yes. So. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you guys having me on today. All right. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Abby. Appreciate thank it. You. Thanks. So, Sean, I thought that was a great episode. Abby, I thought, brought up some great points. I was absolutely fascinated with the generational gaps with each one of the uh, social media sites. Um, I think that's huge uh, for uh, for any professional, if not even in the golf industry. But, you know, making sure that you're targeting the generation that you're looking for uh, and, and getting there. Yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, we 
kind of know her breakdown of it was really good. Go, mm-hmm. go, you know, this is one of those podcasts you don't listen to once. You no. know, I think you literally take notes through it. Yeah. Because there's so many, she used the word nuggets. There's so many good pieces of information in there. Yeah. I kind of kidded about being like a, a master class, but it was. I mean, it's yeah. a, that's some great information from somebody at the top of her field. Yeah. Who knows what she's doing, who has a lot of clients who are very, um, loyal to her for a reason because of how from personally how easy she is to talk to how uh every time i call her and i you know we didn't touch on this but i will call her not between 8 a.m and 5 p.m yeah. you know we, we've developed a rapport a relationship it's not always a phone call right it's a quick text it's an email and she'll respond um you know off hours and it's just you don't get that from again almost like the big box yeah social media platform people this mm-hmm. is an individual small business owner yeah who has has the experience of basically 20 to 25 years of past things that led her to the spot but she did she said she went to usf as a marketing yeah. major yeah and that wasn't 10 years ago i don't want to tell you her age yeah but, i know. You know that was well i thought <laughs> the other big thing was uh how much you know connecting with your community mm-hmm. right getting yep. with the with the, the valrico chamber, chamber and stuff like this is really elevated her business yeah. right and i think uh, it, a lot of things that i take from it is get out there be social with your community yep. get your face out there get your name out there get your brand out there yep. uh and that's that's what's really going to help you that's what i've kind of taken away from this which yeah. is great now it, it was just uh like i said a good master class in all of it um a lot of good nuggets in there. Um, go go re go re listen to it, and start putting some of those things into effect. Um, from the golf pro perspective, you know, you and I have kind of branched out in the past couple of years, but mm-hmm. there's such a mentality, and, and it's changing in our, in yeah. our industry because the younger generation. But like, it was just you you stuck you stayed in the pro shop. You waited for the customer to walk in. Yeah. You waited for the member to ask you. You know, hey, are you available for a golf lesson? And I almost every time when I, I still do many pro shop shifts, as you're ringing the person in, you know, t- taking their money, hey, how's your game today? Or, you know, how, yeah. how you doing? How's your, everything going good with your golf game? And then when they come in at the end and I'm serving them a beer or a Coke or whatever, hey, how'd you play? Ah, oh, you know what? Kind of still struggling my fade or my slice. Oh, really? Well, what's yeah. going on? Oh, I don't know. I'm pushing it. And then you, you just start the conversation. And then, then you do hand out the business card still yeah. traditionally and say, hey, you know what? If you want some more information, but you got so that has to happen still, mm-hmm. like Abby was saying, but it's it's almost being multi-diversified, which is what the yeah. term they would use in the stock, you know, when you're doing your, your 401ks and stuff and your financial, like you've got to be diversified in your message Yes, and get it out on multiple different platforms mm-hmm. and be consistent with it and, uh, Correct. and, and just consistency, know. consistency, yeah. consistency. I think we learned that too, which right? Is, what, what's our number one when, you know, golfers come to us and say, what it what do you want to get better with? They want to be more consistent. Consistent. How much time do you practice, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what we yeah. tell them, yeah. right? So what are you doing to make that? So uh, anyway, really, really good episode. I uh, look forward to having her back in the, in the future. Yeah. Like you said, there's so many things. You touched on it during the podcast. The AI portion yep. is coming. It's not something to be just kind of like fearful of. But yeah, you can't coming. wave that one away. It's coming. No, no. So uh, great, great time. Uh, really looking forward to our next guest next week. And uh, I think we did a good, good job. Yep. Great. So look forward to the next episode. Thank you and have a great day. Yep. Bye. Hey golfers, this is Sean from One Stop Golf Club of Wesley Chapel. Want to let you guys know about our private golf club featuring TrackMan, which gives you unlimited data, video analysis, and practice abilities to improve your game. This is a one-of-a-kind practice facility 
in which you book your own tee times, walk in with your own personal code, and use TrackMan to improve your game. We offer monthly memberships starting at $60 for 24 hours a day, seven days a week access, and the use of TrackMan. Think of it as your own private man cave or woman cave. Uh, enjoy a 65-inch TV with all the sports stations available so you can watch a game while improving your own golf game. We also offer private golf instruction, club fittings, and putter fittings as well. For more information, check out our website, www.onestopgolfshopfl.com. Are you looking to elevate your golf game? With SwingTheoryGolf.com, you will. Tim, who is a certified PGA professional, offers expert instruction and personal attention to help you unleash your true potential. So get ready to tee off with Swing Theory Golf.